Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the wedding special of Do The Right Thing! panel show that wants to do the right thing in any situation. For example, what is the right way to pick up an elderly person? Hold them firmly under the armpits and say how much you miss the British Empire. <laughs> They'll be wet for you in no time. <laughs> that joke is my something blue. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm beautiful bride Danielle Ward and with me trying to do the right marriage thing today, on my left he's old, bold and full of cold. It's Michael Lamb. <laughs> She's the filthiest hobbit in the Shire. It's Lucy Porter. (laughs) On my right, she's the thinking man's absolutely nothing. (laughs) It's Margaret Cable Smith. (laughs) And with her, he's the host of Tool Academy. You and me both, mate. It's Rick Edwards. Unless any persons here present know of any lawful reason why we shouldn't start, (laughs) it's time for round one. The importance of being right. Just like a transphobic sitcom writer, I've run into some trouble online. (laughs) Naming no names. I mean, it could be a few. In this round, I'm going to give each team a scenario and they're going to tell me what the right thing to do is according to Sir Chengenian McKellen. Lucy, don't try and think about it. <laughs> Sir Chengenian. Sir Chengenian. Michael and Lucy, austerity is biting down and you find yourself with bills coming out of your asshole. You can't even afford that velvet cushion from John Lewis you've wanted for ages. Desperate, you reply to an ad on Gumtree looking for a person to join fun, open-minded couple for adult fun. You'll fuck them into a long, hard sleep then rob their telly. (laughs) Except you fall in love with one of the couple, the good one. Fast forward three months and you're about to have dinner with mummy and daddy fun adult couple for the first time. So what is the right way to impress your future parents-in-law according to cosmopolitan.com? This is a weird reverse because my husband and I placed the ad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a joke that my ideal man was Batman because he was rich and his parents were dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I intend to die before my children can have sex. <laughs> it's just the only ambition I have it's in life. It's a polite thing to do. It really is. I should say my in-laws are amazing. My mother-in-law has very considerately died uh, in the last few years. <laughs> that was nice of Thanks. Um, Wedding I, gift? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sort of forced it on her. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> no, my mother-in-law was so lovely. And the first time I met my in-laws, I went to Justin's lovely house in Hampshire. 
<laughs> and I knew I was sort of punching above my weight class-wise. And Juliet, my mother-in-law, got out like the family album. And I knew that Justin's granddad had been a mayor. The mayor of it, not like because when he said it to me, I was like, "Oh yeah, my granddad was a mayor as well. He was an alcoholic, total mayor." But it turns out he went, "You're actual like a proper mayor." And so Juliet was showing me all the pictures of the mayor, the mayor of Exeter. He was, and I was like, "Oh, that's not. Oh, look, it's regalia. That's very nice." And I was being all respectful because obviously I didn't know them. And then she turned a page, and there was the mayor her father and he was on crutches and I said what happened there and she said oh no it's terribly sad actually and what happened there was my father as the mayor of Exeter was invited to open the first set of escalators in the (laughs) southwest of England and he went to the department store in Exeter and he cut the ribbon on the escalator and he fell from top to bottom (laughs) and broke both his legs right you know, and I am uh, just convulsed. Oh, no. Oh, well, that's terribly sad. How distressing that must have been. And this is how lovely my mother in law was. She let me suffer for a bit and then she went, Don't be ridiculous, Lucy. It was bloody hilarious. <laughs> we had a similar thing in my family when an aunt of mine who is a nun died. I mean, I think I was about six at the time. And when my mum brought all my brothers and sisters together, just went, look, a really bad news. Your aunt, Sister Coleman, that's how it was, okay? <laughs> uh, she's died. Went, oh, no, how'd she die? Well, she got hit by car on a zebra crossing. <laughs> and we genuinely howled with laughter because we thought mum was joking. <laughs> that genuinely happened. Margaret, you must get on with boyfriend's parents. I didn't meet my husband's mother for almost two years after we got together and I was thinking, oh God, I mean, I knew she was German and I just kept thinking, she's going to be insane and awful. And then I met her and she was delightful and I realised, oh, I'm the one, I'm the cunt he didn't want (laughs) to introduce to her. I see, I see. See, I got it all wrong. I was introduced to my husband-to-be's parents very early on, but totally assumed that our relationship wasn't going to go anywhere, so it was a real dick to his parents. <laughs> Can't undo that. <laughs> I mean, you could try. <laughs> no? OK. <laughs> Genuinely never occurred to me. <laughs> Rick, have you got in-laws? Yeah, yeah I have, and... Uh... My, my first impression, I think, was strong, and it had to be, because we got engaged after six weeks. <gasps> and so you really Ooh. need to make a solid impression if you're going to get that past the parents. So and you so, were engaged when you met them? No, no, I asked them, actually, which was... And they were sort of 50-50, <laughs> I think. <laughs> you could do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> were, there was a lot of them just sort of muttering... It's very quick, isn't it? It's very quick. It is very... Quick. Um, Have they said anything else since? No, no, no. They they haven't spoken to me since, actually. (laughs) But I had a set of uh, things I was definitely going to do when I went for dinner at their house, and I just ticked them off, and it worked. So the first one was, no matter how good or bad the food was, ask for seconds. Mm. And it was serviceable food. Uh, and it wasn't really a second situation, but Bird's I still said, potato is there anything left at all in the oven? And they were like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, good, good, good. 
Uh, so I ate that and then offered to do the washing up, but not too much. I didn't want my bluff to be called. <laughs> I didn't want to do the washing up and there's loads, but that went down well. What, they're going to find out that you can't wash yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, I just don't yeah. know. You've never done know. it. Would you like me to do yeah. the washing up with my dick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Soon to be diseased. Yeah. <laughs> not a reflection on your daughter, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> So I got that out of the way, and then I thought a postcard, I sent them a postcard afterwards and just remembered one little bit of acceptable banter and did a callback to that in the postcard, oh, which is absolutely oh, cool. so There you go. Yeah. You her. are creepy. Thank you very much. <laughs> the creepy, the creepy thing is the planning. Yeah, yeah. That's probably like Patrick <laughs> Bateman stuff. It's something American Psycho. Well done. <laughs> Michael, are you someone that parents like meeting? <laughs> yeah yeah I don't like meeting parents because let's face it I'm going to ruin their child's life at some point but then all of your friends have become parents yeah so what you're no longer meeting any of them well I mean I hate to sound like about a boy but <laughs> I'm going to try and fuck one of their kids at some point and they know that <laughs> I'm just hoping mine's got enough self-esteem. <laughs> it's my dream. <laughs> Michael, if you had to impress some in-laws now, bearing in mind your age, so your yeah, partner's yeah. age, so their so, age. So, and obviously the person I'd be going over is going to be like, way younger, right? Okay. So, uh, I'd impress him with my knowledge of um, the young ones and not the nine o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> with my fiancé going, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So grim. <laughs> <laughs> then if we got on, I'd fuck them. <laughs> right? So how would you impress in-laws then? Uh, Pyramid which... scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Arm wrestling. I don't know. Well, probably by voting Brexit. I don't know. <laughs> what are people my age into? I'm not sure. No. <laughs> I'll simplify the question. Should you bring something to contribute to the dinner with your future in-laws? What I have done in the past, when I have had to meet parents, I have brought round Irish things because I have it in my head that non-Irish people are <laughs> suspicious of Irish people. <laughs> so I bring good Irish things that they'll go, yeah, all right then. Like Irish whiskey and no potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any snakes? Yeah, I brought loads of snakes. <laughs> Fling them at them. <laughs> and Bono. <laughs> well, we had the opposite because my family were Irish. And then right. when Justin... Yeah, I them. used to be Irish as well. <laughs> Unfortunately, what happened was England invaded my home country. <laughs> Sorry, Lucy. <laughs> Did you feel you had to be more posh? Yeah, so my mum and dad thought that Justin, because he's massive, he's six foot five and he's very posh and very English, and they instantly went into fawning. Like he was the mayor of Exeter. That's it. (laughs) That's it. They were like, can we do anything at all to serve you? Please take our daughter as tribute. (laughs) Don't even marry her. Just fuck her and leave her in the gutter. Impregnate her if you must, but don't don't lower yourself to marry yeah. her. Yeah, they but they did. They went really nuts, and like that thing of feeding, mm. of just because he said, "Oh yes, I will have another sandwich," and they were delighted and just. And I was nauseated. I was like, "I don't want you to like him that much. I don't like him that much." <laughs> 
my friends who are married, they had a ham and they invited her parents round to have the ham for, um, you know. <laughs> what? what are you what? saying? Okay, it gets weirder. They had a ham. You, you had Christmas. two friends, they got married, and instead of a baby, they had a ham. Yeah. <laughs> and the parents went round and went, well, look, we'll have to just accept the ham. <laughs> They would, uh, you know, they, they bought a big ham and they said, oh, would you like to come round and have it? Or, you know, make an afternoon of it. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> but anyway, but they came round and they brought with them a ham. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the afternoon, they said, well, no-one's eaten our ham. We'll take it home. <laughs> oh, bless her. They just thought it's just a ham. ham it's just to bring a ham party. <laughs> I think they must have misunderstood the invite so badly that they were like, it's quite weird, but I think they're saying, come over to ours, we'll make an afternoon, bring a ham. And they were just like, well, we're going to have to go with it. And then when I they mean, turned up and saw their ham, they're like, fuck this. I like the idea they read the invite. What, do you think we don't have a fucking ham? Yeah, yeah I think it was more We've that. Got I, think fucking it was, I think they took it out of spite, very yes. much so. Ben, is anybody close? <laughs> I've given out some points. So this was cosmopolitan.com. They must like Rick's answers. Come on. Uh, Well, actually, not many of Rick's came up. But um, let me go through the list. Bring anything to dinner. You don't need to freak out and cook eight desserts. Just bring a bottle or two of your favourite wine or just grab whatever bottle is, £12, and say it's your favourite. So I'm giving Michael a point for the Irish whiskey. Um, Can't spend more than 12 quid, mate. (laughs) Mention something you know they like. Suss out one thing you have in common with them from your boyfriend and bring it up early. They'll just be relieved to have something to talk about with you. So I'm going to give Lucy a point for the mayor intel that she had. And also, (laughs) sort of reverse of this, but I'm going to give Rick a point for the postcard callback as well. Yeah, it's professional level. (laughs) They said, um, touch your boyfriend's arm lovingly. A hand on his shoulder shows you love him. A hand on his ass shows that you're currently extremely horny and you don't want his family thinking your whole relationship is based on sex. Even if that's true. Uh, Ask what your boyfriend was like when he was younger. People love to embarrass their kids. Take your shoes off when you're into their house. Manners are fancy. I'm going to give Rick a point for that because doing the washing up is sort of extreme creepy manners. Manners. I didn't didn't actually do the washing up. (laughs) Half a point then. Can I have a point for looking through the photograph album because it was actually looking at pictures of Justin when he was a child. I'll give you a half point for that. Thanks. Um, Wow, begging for points. Uh, (laughs) Not proud. And finally, assert your personality. Don't stare at your boyfriend. Oh, I did that. Did you do any of the other things? Don't stare at your boyfriend and let him do all the talking for you. Silence is creepy. (laughs) Did they not mention the ham at all? (laughs) Who's writing this magazine? (laughs) Bloody vegans. (laughs) Margaret and Rick. It's been nearly seven years since you last assassinated a fellow spy and life is just peachy. Sure, you miss occasionally throwing Russians off buildings or keeping Saudis in your freezer, but you've got a lot more time now for homebrewing and five-side football. And, of course, love. You love your partner so much that you signed a state-sanctioned contract to that effect. It really is the perfect wedding day, although that owl fucked up being your ring bearer, so you'll deal with that cunt later. Anyway... (laughs) Just as the DJ starts playing Spice Up Your Life, everybody starts looking very ill. Those bloody Russians have poisoned your guests. This is war. Oh, no, actually, the caterer just used some bad mushrooms in the soup. So what's the right way to deal with someone who has been poisoned, according to St John's Ambulance? (laughs) Is this at your wedding? Yeah. Yeah. It's entirely dependent on status of guest. 
Really? I think so, yeah, because if it's a big hitter, if it's like father of the bride or bride or groom, action station, suck out the poison, whatever it is. <laughs> if it's like uh, boyfriend of a cousin, just take him out back, notify the parents and get on with it. Like, you don't want them ruining it. You can't yeah. have that. Margaret, suck you had out, a wedding. Suck out the... Ma- bad suck mushroom. out the mushroom. Yeah, suck out. Really difficult. I'm starting to think that you're not actually a qualified Russian spy. <laughs> that's, what, that's like day one of spy school. I did want some poison. Well, no, I didn't poison. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, my daughter drank nail polish once. Yeah, and it was awful. But the panic I went into, I honestly nearly did this. I honestly <laughs> nearly poured nail polish remover yeah. Yeah. into her mouth. Yeah. There's only NHS 111 or whatever that was like, oh, no, no, you don't, you don't, you don't do that. You know when you're young, like properly, like 15, 16, and say, for instance, you're at a do, and there's some discarded booze just lying there, you'll sort of pick it up and have a drink of it. Yeah. Even though, let's face it, it's probably disgusting and it's been lying there for ages. I did that at your wedding. Margaret. What did you drink? <laughs> I think it's my overwhelming memory of your wedding. It's like picking up random people's booze on the way out and necking it. There was a free bar at their wedding. <laughs> well, it was either way. <laughs> at the, um, I think it was maybe my college leaving thing. Everyone was there, and we were all drinking. And at the end of the evening, I was in the urinals, and a boy who me and my friends didn't particularly like, and it was sort of quite mutual, just came over to me and my friend and was like, hey, we're just off, so, you know, you might as well have these bottles of beer. And we were like, oh, sweet, thank you. <laughs> and then swig from them, and we're like, oh. Oh. He's, um, he's really done us there. He's... Um, because oh. he's and a lot of attention to detail because I think we subsequently found out that not only had him and his friends just pissed into the bottles but they then spent a while cooling them down under the taps oh. so we wouldn't be suspicious of the, uh, of the concepts it's actually good to find out just how much someone dislikes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay this is so unbelievably inappropriate it's a long time ago uh, but my friend uh, oh no let's say he's not called let's say he's uh, <laughs> so my my friend Charles uh, has got a real vindictive evil streak and so he says okay we're, we're going to get them back and the next so it wasn't a leaving it was just like a Friday night so it was really it's terrible and we were going to see these people again <laughs> on the Monday we were on the train and he's like I've got this I've got this sorted and he brings out a Kinder Egg the little yellow capsule and I'm like I almost don't want to know this what is in that and he's like Loads of spunk. Um, and he, he had been harvesting loads into... Well, yeah, but if you think about filling a Kinder Egg... Let, no, let's think of this I mean, logically. You can only me. fill half of it. Yeah, OK, I'm sorry, it wasn't that much spunk, Michael. <laughs> Put it this way, it was a lot more than I bought on the train. <laughs> and... And I'm still at this point thinking, I don't know what we're doing with this. <laughs> How are you serving this to them? <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, 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 we're not serving it. And at lunchtime, we went and found their car, and then he just was sort of 
Dipping his finger. Sorry, I've never. I've never. I don't think I've ever relate this story before. Uh, he's dipping his fingers into the spunk, and then he is just wiping it under all of the car yeah. door handles. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like and I, it. And I just, I sort of went along with it. I didn't get involved. I wasn't dipping because, uh, <laughs> but I very much. Shouting I encouragement. Of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why did he put in a Kinder egg? He could have kept the spunk in his balls. Yeah, but you've got to. Oh, but that's only one door handle. Yeah, yeah. Also, this is broad daylight, and I think you could probably get arrested if you're found just jerking off onto a man's car. Whereas if you've got it in a Kinder egg, you've got to look, this officer. Now this is just cleaning fluid. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, this is my car and I'm just giving it a bit of a once over. Rick, I mean, I... it is a kinder surprise yeah. for a yeah. reason. Yeah. Can I just say how honoured we are to have that story debut? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and the thing is, Rick, this is the place to unload it. Yes, it feels, yeah. Well, the place to unload it is really a kinder egg. <laughs> what if? Like they open the car door and mm-hmm. then have, get a bit of action with their girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up inside. Do you know Nine what? months later, a door baby. That, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> a good I think point. It's a good like point. door baby would have been Charles's <laughs> like, absolute, like his ultimate revenge. Like he would have loved that. Like when the kid grows up, yeah. and starts to look like the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, Hang on, has got my hair? It's got sunroof. <laughs> That is such a brilliant excuse for how you've been impregnated by someone else's child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's only one way this could have happened. Now think about it. You made them drink some piss, didn't you? What's the natural response? Michael, have you ever used any of your bodily fluids for revenge? Just every time I sleep with someone. Uh, No, no. Oh, yeah, well, not revenge, but I thought it'd be fun. My girlfriend at the time, she owned a cat, and she was out at work, and I thought it would be funny, while she was out at work, to take a shit in the cat litter tray. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought she'd come back and go, What the fuck? But here's the twist. She came back and went, What the fuck? So it actually happened... And she genuinely took the cat to the vet and I had to go... <laughs> it was me. And, and here's the thing. She found a foolproof reason to let me go. <laughs> was it instant dismissal? Well, I shat in her cat's yeah. litter tray. Yeah. If it wasn't, I would have got rid of her. Yeah. <laughs> So, to bring it back to the simplified question, should you make someone who has swallowed poison vomit? No, I think you make them have more. Yeah. More <laughs> you're, you're sick Depending how them. much you like them. Yeah, yeah, double down. Yeah, yeah. Double yeah. Down. Um, I think they're supposed to drink milk or rice. <laughs> yeah. Rice milk, ideally. Ben, is yeah. anybody close? Well, someone was, and then their teammate wasn't. Um, <laughs> According to the St. John's Ambulance, never try to make the person vomit. But if they vomit naturally, (laughs) then put some of their vomit into a bag or container and give it to the ambulance. This may help them identify the poison. Give it to the poor. (laughs) (laughs) Wipe it under the car handles. (laughs) (laughs) The ambulance. That's so weird. (laughs) Yeah, there was nothing to do with spunk in these answers, but... um, (laughs) Just in case anyone's listening with someone poisoned next to them... um, If the person's conscious, ask them what they've swallowed, how much and when. 
Look for clues like plants, berries, or empty packaging and containers, or mushroom soup at this wedding. Um, call 999 or 112 for medical help. Uh, keep checking their breathing. If they become unresponsive, open their airway, put them into a recovery position. And if they stop breathing, call 999 and get ready to give them CPR. Happy times. At the end of that round, Ben, what are the points? Well, Margaret and Rick have one and a half. Michael and Lucy have two and a half. <laughs> Hello again. You just heard me giving the score. But now I'm here to ask if you would give us a score. What's a score? Hundred pounds? No, terrible. Twenty quid, isn't it? Twenty quid. I think yes. yeah. score's twenty quid. What's a monkey? Fifty. Five hundred. No, that's never. It should be five hundred. Monkeys are great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the reason I'm interrupting this show, which I hope you're enjoying, uh, is to ask if you would consider supporting the show so we can make some more episodes in the future. To do that, go to comedy.co.uk forward slash dtrt forward slash donate. And we'd be very grateful for any money you can chuck our way. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. from the omen with the lightning rod that goes through him this round is agony (laughs) in this round I'll be getting the panel to solve some problems for our audience but before that I'm going to test their enlightenmental capacity with this letter sent to a real agony aunt Margaret would you read this please dear agony aunt my youngest son got married recently and we wanted to pay for the special day we invited everyone along who is near and dear to our hearts Imagine our shock, therefore, when we found several guests did not bring a gift. We reached out, thinking that the presents had been lost or misplaced. But several of our son's friends did not respond. Others said they'd forgotten or still needed to send the gift. I take it quite personally that one would show up and partake of a free bar and fabulous meal without even bringing a gift. Sorry, am I bringing some judgment? (laughs) Unpersonal experience by the sound of it. My oldest son is getting married later this year and I don't know whether to invite these people who think so little of us to the wedding. What should we do? I mean, if you cannot make a profit on a wedding, then you should (laughs) not. Doing it wrong. That's absolutely the goal. Why is she inviting... What, have they got the same friends or is it family? And it'll all just be like a fucking cousin no one likes. It'll all be that sort of people. I've got a lot of cousins didn't invite a single one to my wedding. (gasps) How was that? (laughs) Really good. Very, very (laughs) cathartic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, look, let's just stop the pretense now. We're drawing a line under this. I don't want to see you. (laughs) 
Michael, what advice would you give this woman? She's very angry that people haven't bought her son a wedding gift. Well, I think that if you are getting married, you shouldn't expect anything other than a lifelong term of misery. <laughs> you shouldn't even expect people to come to your wedding, should you? Even after they said they were coming and then they took a gig at the Glasgow stand. <laughs> Those you'd people bought... are the worst. I agree. I agree. Those people are the worst. After you'd bought vegan brownies, especially. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, vegan food is for everyone. <laughs> Lucy, you've been married many times. <laughs> many, many times. How would you feel if someone didn't buy you a gift? Well, we asked for no gifts, and some utter bastards bought us presents. Yeah, which is the other absolute bastard. I mean, you didn't have presents either, did you? I, had a booze <laughs> list. We had a booze list, yeah. We had a wine company and said if you want to buy us and I think a we, bottle or we, a crate we bought we'll the cheapest bottle that there yeah. was available yeah, yeah. that's what we did but that's but... the brilliant thing about that is that it's all good yeah, <laughs> even yeah, the yeah. cheapest wine I mean I bought a toilet mat for someone once and it doesn't feel good no. <laughs> it really doesn't exactly like but a then you've plate. got to fill out that little message as well and you've got to say something <laughs> witty about the toilet mat that you've lovingly chosen <laughs> you're like this was the cheapest and last thing and uh, I hope you enjoy it and think of us every time you scatter a bit of piss on it it's like, it's like happy wedding See, so we, we stole your booze list idea because we didn't want any gifts but I knew that obviously people always go we want to give something so we've got a donation to Great Ormond Street where our daughter had heart surgery oh. alright bloody hell when will you let that go <laughs> I'll go to confession in the morning. <laughs> but I said to Dave, oh, I remember, like, Dan and Margaret had a booze list. We should do that. That would be, like, fun. And he set up a list on Amazon, and it's the tackiest, most horrible... The first thing you see at the top of this gift list is, uh, you could buy the couple an Amazon gift card. And I've had to write underneath, don't get us an Amazon gift card. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. Uh... I mean, it's just all these different boozes, but he's put on things like Jack Daniels and, like, Martini. Hooch. Me. Yes. <laughs> you might as well. Say it with Buckfast. This, this the Amazon wish list thing, because I had no idea that this is a thing, but apparently for performers in the adult entertainment industry, it's a big thing, because I had a friend whose partner um, performs in... Ad- I'm, I'm struggling. I'm so old. Yeah. <laughs> We've said the word cunt a few times. Yes. Yeah. Lucy, you're fine. They have it off for money, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this person, they have it off and people watch. I don't understand it myself. I don't... I didn't even like doing it in my own home, let alone watching anyone else. But, um, anyway, and I didn't realise, so she has a list on Amazon where people who are fond of her work will buy stuff. And some of it is like the stuff you do, is like underwear and sex hair, oh, and a sex tie and things like that. And then some of it is just like an electric carving knife. <laughs> or, you know, just something that you go, oh, Keeps yeah. Right into the act. Oh, yeah. <laughs> DVDs of Frasier and yeah. things. <laughs> it's 
weird. It's, yeah. At our wedding, we wanted to get Polaroid cameras because it was a nice thing to do. And then we looked at how much Polaroid cameras cost and we're like, mm, it's not that nice. Um, <laughs> and so we rented Polaroid cameras. So each table had a Polaroid camera and then a little thing. It said, you know, take photos all through the night and just post them in a little, like, box and then we'll have all these nice memories. Lovely. Uh, and we said, and you just leave the cameras on the tables. <laughs> and we collected in... 24 out of the 25 but one went missing and we were like well you know it's collateral whatever bit annoying that one of our friends has stolen from us because effectively what's happened is we've bought them a camera Um, and about six months later it was literally one of my best friends houses uh, and it was just on his oh my god yeah and they were like and, and he went oh yeah we got that from your wedding and then his wife just went no he didn't So, <laughs> Ben, what advice did the real agony aunt give? I think you're all going to love the advice that Is comes. Is it American? Oh, they're American. They're it's the Pittsburgh post baguettes. Post baguette. Post baguette. So it's after lunch. <laughs> it's the Pittsburgh Post Gazette's agony column, which says. Not only should guests bring gifts to the wedding, but they should also bring a card with a monetary gift. This is one of the few sacred traditions left in our society, and it should be treated with respect. What? I can't no, imagine why anyone would show up without. Weddings are very expensive, and while you chose to throw your son a beautiful party, there's a social exchange that happens. This is the biggest moment of their lives, and the idea that someone would RSVP, drink, eat, and dance all night, and leave without showing any kind of love for the bride and groom is rude, ignorant, and warrants being put on the not-invited list for the next big event. So I'm going to give wow. Margaret a point for her sarcastic sure. point Bullshit. <laughs> My sarcasm. Yeah. Now you've learned how a real agony aunt does it. Let's see you deal with some problems from tonight's audience. So the first one is from Alan Cameron. Alan Cameron's problem is a narcissistic brother, and he says, what's the right way to ejaculate your brother out of your fucking life? <laughs> because he's being a super cunt, because he thinks you've dumped your... <laughs> Let her finish. Uh-huh. Because he thinks you've dumped your motor outside his house, but in fact you've sold it, and the slag that bought it hasn't got together to pick it up. <laughs> he has the DVLA email saying, I'm not the fucking owner. Alan, Alan. Hi. Literally the only voice of reason in Britain. <laughs> I'm confused by the whole story. He so- made it very fucking clear, Margaret. <laughs> no, he made it quite scary. I mean, that's not the same thing. <laughs> to be fair, the, the exchange was just when I was walking up here, so I was quite angry when I came in. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got that. You, you're we in a that. safe place. Don't worry. You're in a safe place. <laughs> so your brother thinks you've dumped the car outside his house. It was parked outside his house. Um, his car or your my car? My car. Your car, right. And I sold it. And, sure. Which he knew I was selling it. But the person I sold it to hasn't got it together to come and pick it up. And it's been lying there for six months. The tyres are flat. It's Six months? And uh, he thinks, I've just dumped it there. The six-month detail is quite key here, isn't it? I was 100% on side with you, Alan. (laughs) But she's got the keys. I've sold it. I'm not allowed to move it. And um, Why hasn't the person you sold it to picked it up? I don't know. 
Can we ask what car is it? It's, it's a Chevrolet Carlos. <gasps> the Carlos? <laughs> Why, I bought one of those about six months ago. <laughs> Mine, like I said. <laughs> so, Alan, have yeah? you got back in touch with the person who bought the car? I don't have anything to do with her. I sold her the car and that's it. Yeah. I don't have her number anymore. No. You parked the car in front of your brother's house? Yeah. And then sold it? And then I sold it. She and came then... round, said, yeah, I'll buy it. And I said, OK, they give us some money. But... Here's the documents. Fuck off. <laughs> Tell you what, I don't buy a single thing unless I have that guaranteed fuck off at the end of it. <laughs> Your brother should just get the car towed away. He's not allowed. What? Because it's not his! If you're not listening, Alan, he told her to fuck off. I mean, my God, that's the golden handshake. Yeah, it's not about the car. It's not about the car! I, I want to bounce my brother out my fucking life. Uh, so do I, mate! <laughs> Alan, honestly... Let's have a drink afterwards. <laughs> I'm feeling like it's somehow my fault. I don't... <laughs> I'm don't, really scared. Don't do not drink my margaret. <laughs> Why did you use his parking space if you don't because like it? Because I knew I wasn't going to be using it for a while and I didn't want to pay road tax. So... Does he need the parking space? Is... No, he's banned for drunk driving. <laughs> Can we compete with this? <laughs> How are you all still looking this way? <laughs> Alan, did you have a good relationship with your brother before the car business? It's been going downhill. <laughs> well, that'll be the handbrake. I'm thinking I want to torch the motor. I'm just looking for yeah. a less illegal reason. Mate, I have never wanted to persuade anyone to do anything more in my life. And if you want me to go there with you, I'll fucking go there with you. You and me, Alan, tonight are torching that fucking car. Uh, please don't torch the car. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to another episode of fucking Pussy Talk. <laughs> Torch the car! It's, it's not about the car. No, no, exactly. Please don't torch your brother. <laughs> Margaret, you got Please, can we move on? <laughs> Who would you like to award points to, Alan? Yeah, Mike... Um, yeah. Mike, if, he, if he's coming to torch the car tonight, then we can have... <laughs> <laughs> you can have all the points. Let's sat fire to some shit. <laughs> right, so here's the next problem. This is uh, Matthew. He says, um, I play in a water polo team. Some of them are racist. <laughs> what is the best way to respond to their racist comments and WhatsApp messages? We do not have enough players to lose too many in <laughs> Do you play water? Like, how how do you join a water polo team? Are you well, from Eton? <laughs> it's an incredibly common game. 
loads of people play it. I think because it has polo in the name, you go, ooh, fancy. But to play water polo, all you need is a hat and a dream. <laughs> no, you need some trunks as well. <laughs> I just think you need to get a whole new team. Yeah. I think you need to strike out and know. find, I, you know... Yeah. I, no, I, I think the only way you can change the system is from within, so well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> also, set fire to their cars. <laughs> Have you ever been on a um, taxi bike? Well, you need to get somewhere very quickly, and as a man with a motorbike, or lady, I've only had the, the male ones, um, and he comes and picks you up, and you hop on the back pop your helmet on and then you have a wire that connects you to him that allows you to speak to them uh, and then you just grip on for dear life and you absolutely fly through London on this motorbike mm. and I got on one once uh, and within 20 seconds he'd made a racist comment <laughs> and I was just thinking to myself and well you're hugging a racist I, I am exactly I'm, for the next 25 minutes I have to keep hugging this racist like, I really really disagree with what you said but not so much that I want to fall off the back of the bike. <laughs> Were you tempted to say something at the end? So at the end, I just made it clear that I hadn't enjoyed it. <laughs> but but How more, but more through actions than words. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, thanks. Um, and I think that said a lot. Like, the subtext was there. I did think about... I thought I should complain to the company sure. about that. And then I didn't do that because I thought... I don't want to be responsible for him losing his job, even though he's a racist. I don't know. It felt, I mean, it felt we don't know if we're on the right side of history. Well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was basically I hedged my bets. Yeah. <laughs> so, my, so my point, Alan, uh, not Alan, new Alan, uh, is uh, yeah, <laughs> posh water, Alan. <laughs> I would personally, I'd say nothing if the team was winning. <laughs> All the team white British. Oh yes. <laughs> have you thought about recruiting some non yeah, white we, or non British? We have British a diversity people? officer, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, what? he is possibly the most racist. Oh. <laughs> it was an effort to sort of try and convert him. Oh, oh. this is really sad. <laughs> Can you shout unacceptable every time you know? What, over WhatsApp. Yeah. You know, well, like voice note. Yeah, voice note. Stop it. Unacceptable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unacceptable. What about we just join the WhatsApp? Yes! <laughs> you say, oh, these people are interested in joining the water polo team. Yes! They just want to check us out. And then Michael Good will... news for all of you, they're all white. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if you started calling these people out? Oh, I have got rid of one already. Oh. Amazing! Oh, that was a long time ago. Different reason, but there you go. Oh. 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 Because he was black. No. <laughs> I'm definitely going to confession tomorrow. <laughs> on, a, on a serious note, which I know is not good on this podcast, but on a serious note, I have been trying to do more of that myself. I've been trying to actually call people out, and I'm always scared, but so far it's been quite good. I did it on a bus and I nearly got hit by an, a very old man. <laughs> a very old racist. And it took me at least four stops to pluck up the courage. Well, well and done, And I just though. thought, You've, I've got to. And then thought to anyone that was looking who hadn't been there for the racist bit, <laughs> it, just, it just looks like I'm squaring up to an old man on the bus <laughs> and I look like the bad guy. <laughs> Perfect. So, i.e., Act quickly. Uh, that's the thing, isn't it? Matthew, has anybody uh, helped you get you to award points to anybody? Unacceptable Margaret, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Matthew. 
Deuce of Ben, what are the scores? Both teams have three and a half. Yeah. Is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. If only Andy McDowell had been a weather expert, we could have asked her to do this next round. Ask, 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 ask. In this round, the panel have to work out what an expert would do in some extremely irrelevant scenarios. So let's welcome today's trained professional is expert vicar, the Reverend Ravi Holy. That's your microphone. Thank you. Um, right, panel, in a moment you're going to have to second guess what Ravi would do in some vicar-based scenarios. But before that, you've got the chance to get to know him a little bit better with some questions. So has anybody got anything they would like to ask him? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> Do you think you're better than me? Well, my surname is Holy, so I'll let that speak for itself. Is it actually your name? Is yeah, it a my, stage name? No, my name actually is Ravi Holy. Yeah. And was it a pun on ravioli? Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> uh, well uh, yeah, so... Uh, the reason why I'm in the Church of England, I originally trained to be a Pentecostal minister, but if I had been Pentecostal, then my actual job title would have been Pastor Ravioli. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that is the main reason I went to the Church of yeah, England. You have so, to. Yeah. I, I hope you won't mind if I quote my mother. Yeah. Um, Please, go ahead. Protestants are mental. <laughs> <laughs> Technically... The oh. Church of England aren't Protestant. But oh, then, let's, oh, look, I really oh. don't think that's the sort of thing we want to, to get into. Trust me, uh, when it comes to the divide in Northern Ireland, we don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't know that. So now that's my first question. What is Church of England then? Oh, no, really? really? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Well, so technically we are part of the Catholic Church, which is why we still have bishops. And, oh, and, and technically oh, I'm a priest. Well, you're yeah. not called father then? No, no. Uh, well, that's isn't it. <laughs> Margaret's face is incredible. What, Margaret's a Catholic and she is looking Ooh, at you. Oh, I see. Right, right. Because she thinks she's more special than you. That's what it is. Right. She thinks she's closer to God than you are. Wait, is that him? You... <laughs> Jesus has had a haircut. <laughs> oh, if, if God looked like Rick. Right. Oh, my I mean, God. God should look like Rick. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's actually the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me because it's a really nice thing to say to anyone well maybe you are what the Church of England is looking for to get the numbers up we just I don't sort of... think they are I don't know if you heard my spunk story <laughs> <laughs> I certainly did I, mean, I think not doing exactly the spunk the... sermon again are you Rick I, I mean it's actually. nothing compared yeah. to the Catholic Church's spunk story trust me <laughs> You're an old Etonian, aren't you? Oh, I was hoping you weren't going to bring that up. You went to Eton? I did go to Were Eton. Were you a but... member of the Bullingdon Club? No, no. So I, How I... much polo did you play? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what, what does God think of Boris Johnson? Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Uh, so I was actually there on a bursary. True story. My house captain, Rupert Harding Titterton, uh, <laughs> once said to me, You're so common, Holy, I bet you even know your neighbour. Wow. I, yeah, yeah. I, I said, well, obviously, they live next door to me. He said, we've got so much land, I wouldn't even know where our nearest neighbours are. Wow. Well, he does now, because he's currently doing time in Wandsworth for tax evasion. <laughs> so he's very, um, and I was actually in the same class as Jacob Rees-Mogg. Really? Yeah, yeah. I have been in Jacob Rees-Mogg's bedroom. Now, that's something that not many people can say. I can. Well, <laughs> <laughs> 
this was in the 80s, so all the other boys at Eaton, I mean, you know, they were posh, but they were kind of normal. So we all have pictures of, sort of Bob Marley, Samantha Fox. None of you will remember Samantha Fox, but, or you Yeah, know, you, big reggae artist. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jacob had pictures of Margaret Thatcher, the Queen, Lady Diana, and the Pope, because he was one of your mum, as you know. Ah, excuse me! So you're on the same team as Jacob Rees-Mogg. You said, like two minutes ago, you were a Catholic. So as soon as you say you're oh, no, 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 no. I'm not a Roman Catholic. Huh. I'm, I'm fully Catholic, aware of that. You yeah, yeah. You know what? When I was a little girl, this is exactly how I thought my head night would be. <laughs> First scenario we put to Reverend Holding. It's a sunny summer afternoon and Ravi has just finished a wedding with an hour until his next service. He's just about to open a can of well-earned Tizer when there's a loud knock at the door. He opens it to find a dishevelled bride and groom who explained that the neighbouring church they were meant to be getting married in just disappeared down a sinkhole. The bride's grandma has been wheeled out of hospital, especially for the big day. Is there any chance Ravi could fit them in and marry them in his church this afternoon? What would Ravi do in this situation? Now, Margaret, you seem to be... Very judgmental. <laughs> Do you think he'd marry this young couple whose church has gone down a sinkhole? I think he'd very much want to. I don't know. It seems like it might be a bit complicated. There might be, like, legal things. To... The bans. Do you have bands. to read the bans? But they've done the bans in the sinkhole church. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... You all know so much about religion. This is amazing. <laughs> no! Um, Michael, do, what do you think Ravi would do? Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? Christian duty and all of that business. Exactly. Although, I mean, if the church was followed by a sinkhole, that might mean that they were evil. <laughs> oh! Ah. Oh, shit! Oh, yeah. That's the yeah. thing that people don't know. All Protestant churches were built on ancient <laughs> Indian burial grounds. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. So, I mean, there is the whole hellmouth thing. Yeah. Um, Ravi... Everybody thinks that you would obviously marry this couple because you're a nice bloke. Would you? Uh, well, I think you were pretty much on the money that I would want to do it, but there would be complications because a church for them, because we are actually the established church of the, the country. So if I was a, a Baptist minister, Stop I could... Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you did start. Um, <laughs> that was the humble brag without the humble. That was just... We're the big guys. Yeah, uh, we're, yeah, basically an Anglican priest is a registrar. So when we conduct a wedding, it is a legal thing. So as Margaret rightly said, there would be legal things. I couldn't just take their word for it and marry them. And in fact, you need to have fulfilled, you know, the reading of the band stuff. You like need that, to loosen so, up a bit, mate. So that you can. <laughs> so really, the anecdote that that couple tells reflects very badly on you. <laughs> and we went to Ravi and we pleaded with him, and he's just like, "No, there's some legal stuff." Yeah, yeah, so you say yeah. the Baptist minister could marry them because it's not. Legal. Well, no, he wouldn't because he or she would not be able to marry them legally in the first place. So if I was a Baptist minister, then you know, a couple I was marrying would have to go to the registry office and get the actual legal bit done first and yeah. then I then do a ceremony. Can you not do a pretend ceremony? Like it's all pretend. Just the... <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, like, you're the atheist Jesus with a haircut. So you're not allowed to marry 
people if they were like, oh, please but, help but, us, our no, well, well, However high I think it would are. be. I <laughs> think it would be doable because I would try to get a special license. So what I would have to do would be ring the registrar, explain what had happened, and as, uh, presuming I could get hold of that person in time, they would almost certainly sort it out on the spot. But it would be a bit. Fiddly. Scary, it, because, it, you know, what if they were on holiday? What if they were, when they were around? It would be a lot of... Well, I was about to say fingers crossed, but I'd probably pray rather than just <laughs> cross my fingers. But that would be the idea. You know, Thank it you. would be hoping that we'd be able to do it. Mm. Is it to do the location of the church? So they're not allowed to get married in your church because the bands have been read for a different location? Yeah, basically. So you could marry them in the sinkhole? Yes, if you were any kind of man. <laughs> <laughs> you would get in that sinkhole. <laughs> just climbing the <laughs> fairy lights. I love it when real Margaret comes out. <laughs> Devout and dangerous, that's what we call her. Can you go to prison for marrying people in the wrong sinkhole? <laughs> well, this actually did happen to someone I know. Not the sinkhole bit. Not, no, not the sinkhole bit. A couple turned up and hadn't done the requisite paperwork but you know all their family and friends were there so he thought okay well I'll do the ceremony but I just won't sign the register because he and I up until I heard this story and pretty much every other vicar I knew thought that it was only when we signed the register that it became legal it turns out that actually when I say I now pronounce you husband and wife you are in the eyes of the law. And the, the writing the stuff in the book is simply notarising what happened. So he went ahead and did the ceremony and he got arrested. Oh, my God. Afterwards, and he spent the day in the cells oh my and was actually formally cautioned at the end. And if that sounds incredibly heavy, it's because they are then legally married. I think there was an immigration issue involved Well, of in that. course it's immigration. It's always about immigration, isn't it? Yeah. Within the prison hierarchy... That as your client as well. <laughs> You're going to have a really terrible time. Really bad. <laughs> really bad. Here is scenario number two. One spring Saturday, Ravi is visited by a couple he recognises from the local neighbourhood but who don't attend his church. They explain that they don't believe in God or Jesus, they think it's stupid, but they want to get married in his church anyway because they really like stained glass and heavy wood. <laughs> because they're atheists, they ask if Ravi could conduct the wedding ceremony using a sarcastic voice. What would, <laughs> what would Ravi do in this situation? <laughs> I think you are allowed to marry people who don't believe in it. When we were thinking about getting married for a very brief second, because the church at the end of our road was where Ted Hughes and Sylvia Plath had got married, and we thought, what role models for a happy marriage? And I think that you can just say, we just want a church wedding, deal with it. I think I've got friends who had to put the work in, though. So they were in that situation, and for about a year, they had to go to church to sort of present a facade of believing. A year? Yeah, yeah, and they were quite dedicated about it, and they were allowed to do it, but I think everyone understood the game. I think. I mean, I I guess it was never, like, spoken out loud. It was just a tacit understanding that we're going along with this nonsense. I suppose because, the hope yeah, is... The place is lovely. Yeah, we... we love, love the place. The Instagram value is yeah. such that we yeah. will... Yeah, we're prepared to spend every yeah. Sunday... But then I suppose the hope year. is that then you will come to a genuine love of the Lord. Like Catholics. They do still definitely occasionally the Catholics. go. 
yeah. well that's it and yeah. the catholics yeah. you yeah. have to do marriage guidance and all that stuff before yeah. and friends of mine who were nominally catholic but they've become more catholic because they've had to do it and i think mm. that's you know the church is they're running a good, good... way of sucking people in, isn't well, it? Well, it is. <laughs> if I were a Church of England vicar and someone came up to me and said, I'd really like to get married in your church because it's pretty, but I don't believe in God, I'd tell them to fuck off. <laughs> OK, so that's one of the many reasons <laughs> that you're not a Church of England vicar. Um, so, Michael, do you think that Ravi would conduct the ceremony? Of course I do. He's a Protestant. He's evil. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, that's not me. I'm sorry, that's my mother talking. Uh, no, of course I do. Of course, you seem a reasonable man. And at the end of the day, he said hurting. Ravi, what would you do to this young okay. couple? It's very, very hard, again, because we are... I don't want to go on about it, because we are the state church, that we can't... Stop. Will you stop going on about it? <laughs> Is that an option? We can't say no to... I mean, basically, you have a legal right to get married or baptised or buried in your parish church. But only Church of England? Only Church of England. Or Church of Scotland? Oh, how come only Church of England? Well, I did mention it a couple of times. But, um... (laughs) So... And, I mean, this thing about making people jump through hoops... I mean, the Church of England is a kind of weird organisation because... No. (laughs) But if if you imagine that there was a single political party that contained within it everyone from the Greens through to UKIP, All laws in the church have to be written in such a way that the most conservative people can interpret them as strictly as they want and the most liberal people can interpret them as liberally as they Mm. want. So to get married in a church that you haven't already got a legal connection to, you have to attend regularly for a period of six months. So some people go, well, that has to be every week for at least six months, so that means a year. Whereas I say, look, you know, you probably have to come half a dozen times in that time. If it was up to me personally, I'd just say, come anyway, because I don't have any interest in making people go through a a ludicrous charade. But, you know, I can bend the rules. Should you be calling it a ludicrous charade? (laughs) (laughs) That that cannot be part of your marketing material. (laughs) Come and join us. Let me rephrase that. (laughs) No! (laughs) I'll take your first answer, please, Rabbit. The ludicrous charade is making people come to church. When you know, yeah, 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 right, right. I mean, and and I would say that the vast majority of weddings I conduct, probably one party is an atheist and the other has a vague belief in something spiritual that they probably couldn't. Define Have you beyond. met Margaret and Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, that's very normal. So, mm. it, you know, absolutely, we're delighted to conduct weddings for anyone mm. who asks us to. In mm. fact, getting heavy for a minute, we consider it a privilege. It's a lovely thing to do. You know, it's a really important day in people's lives and to be you know, part of that, you know. And I quite often get invited to the reception afterwards. I get oh. a lot of good free dinners. You know, that's not... Just, would you uh, perform this ceremony but, sarcastically? Uh, I, I think, I mean, I've done, you know, funeral dressed as Elvis Presley I've kind of done sarcastically uh, uh, yeah well it's, yeah. there's no other way you can he do it really also, is well, well, hang on a surprise you did a as funeral well. dress yeah. as Elvis Presley why did you do I'm it I'm going to go One big here. for the money yeah. <laughs> had you pre-warned the mourners yeah oh yes <laughs> I should have stressed that that was their but I, I think I would struggle with the doing it in a sarcastic voice. I mean, it seems ridiculously unlikely that anyone would actually ask 
mm. that. Uh, and I think if they did, I'd, what I'd probably do is say, yes, I was going to do it, and then do not, because I'd, you know, I'd prefer a lie than... You sound yeah. a little bit sarcastic. <laughs> what, generally? Yeah. My general yeah, tone yeah, is yeah, sarcastic. Yeah. Oh, well, then I could just do it normally, and they'd be happy, I'd be happy. I'd love a sarcastic. Are you going to say your vows sarcastically? No, I'm mm. slightly worried I'm going to cry. Oh, that will be hilarious. But do you know why I'm going to cry? Because they all have the stuff about the gay marriage now. And that, like, when I read that, that made me well up a Hang bit. on, are you and David having a gay, gay marriage? marriage? <laughs> <laughs> no, but when it says, like, I pronounce you husband to husband or wife and wife, I was like, mm, that's... Well, they oh, say all of them. They give you all the options yeah, and you have to say which is the right. In, in the vows, there's a slash so you choose which one and but that they made me go... They're not they going to read that out. You know that. <laughs> go through all the options and go, and you've picked... <laughs> husband and husband. <laughs> Unless you ask them to. <laughs> anyway, is there anything you'd like to plug before we let you go? The church. Yeah, the, yeah. Jesus, the ludicrous he's charade. really cool. <laughs> Come to church. Thank you, expert Vicar Ravi Holy. Thank you very much. Before we hit the final round, what are the scores producer Ben? Both teams now have four and a half. Yay! Like someone putting a hamster in a neutron ninja, we're about to do the wrong thing. the wrongest thing to do in any given situation the winner gets a necklace made of teeth as is traditional at a Nottingham wedding (laughs) (laughs) the round ends when producer Ben squeezes his massive goose as is traditional at a Nottingham wedding (laughs) you've forgotten to buy confetti what is the wrong thing to do remind everyone that I have psoriasis (laughs) (laughs) suggest that people use the gravel there's yeah. <laughs> a gravel done it's fine close your eyes <laughs> the bride is about to throw her bouquet what is the wrong thing to do it's Shoot a bomb it. <laughs> uh, pick up the nearest baby and deflect with it <laughs> the wedding breakfast is just weed to bix what's the wrong thing to do suggest we play the biscuit game <laughs> oh. the page boy is crying in a corner what is the wrong thing to do Lick his tears. (laughs) (laughs) Suck the poison out. (laughs) Set fire to his car. It's just callbacks at this stage. I've got no idea. Thanks, Ben. And that's the end of the show. But before we get busy on the Prosecco and dick-shaped chocolates, producer Ben, what are the final scores? Michael and Lucy have six and a half. Margaret and Rick have eight and a half. Thank <laughs> you.